Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on this Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Matthew Gatellis, the CEO at Patient IQ. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing great, Jared. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited to have you on the on the podcast today. We we do these things short and sweet, so uh, we we have uh, everyone listening in. Tell us a little bit about your background to start things off. Sure. Yeah. So um, you know you know my name is Matt Gatellis. I'm the founder and CEO of Patient IQ. So maybe just a little bit about me. Um, you know, maybe what's interesting is I, I started my career entirely outside of healthcare. So I'm born and raised in the Chicago area, and I have a, a finance background. So in my early career, I spent a lot of time as a commodities trader, and then after that, an analyst on Wall Street. So I was kind of groomed in an entirely different industry that I work in today in the financial sector. Um, in my mid-20s, I was really enjoying my work. It was fast-paced. Um, and it was very data-driven, kind of the way we make decisions in, in the world of finance and on Wall Street. And, and I found a passion for, for using data for, in my professional career. Uh, in my mid-20s, though, I came to a personal conclusion for me that I was searching for something that was a little bit more rewarding than the world of Wall Street. And um, I decided to pivot my career. Um, that led me to this long winding path that led to patient IQ. So I'll touch on it for a moment. Um, you know, one day I kind of decided I'm going to eject out of wall street. I went back to school, uh, to Northwestern to take pre-medical coursework because I had this crazy idea that I wanted to go to med school as like a 28 year old. Um, and I did, I, I, I stuck through, I took all the pre-medical coursework. I went to rush medical college. And when I was transitioning my career, I remember very specifically the first day, you know, I was working as a medical student. I'm kind of first time ever. I'm now behind the curtain in the hospital. And I really get to see how the whole machine works from the viewpoint of the provider. And um, I remember the very first day I was kind of taken aback by how truly different it was than what I was used to in the financial world. And specifically with how providers and uh, use data in the course of treating patients. So um, back in about 2016, I'm in med school, very fresh from the world of Wall Street. I'm working behind the scenes and, I, and, I, and I'm watching providers where they have to meet, let's say, 50 patients in a day. They walk into the exam room. They try to get to know the patient. They ask about the patient's medical history. And then they, they come up with some treatment decision. And they capture all the conversation in literally a handwritten note. Meanwhile, in Wall Street, the way we did and made our decisions was all based on, you know, uh, heavily written in data and building financial models and risk scores and rating scales. Um, and none of that existed in healthcare. So my next pivot in my personal journey was when I was in medical school on nights and weekends, I started to build technology because I wanted to empower providers with the same types of analytical insights. I think we take for granted on wall street um, now in retrospect. And so what that happened is over the course of the next five years that led into patient IQ, um, our uh, healthcare enterprise software business. And thank you so much for, for your background and for, for bringing us to, to patient IQ. Um, I would love if, if Matt, you can dive into too something that I've been curious to, you know, once we knew we were having you come on the podcast, can you dive into a little bit the the current state of patient reported uh, outcome monitoring sure yeah so first maybe i'll just define it so what what is a patient report outcome um 
So uh, everyone can relate to this because everyone's been to the doctor. So when you, when you are a patient and you have to go see a doctor, typically something's wrong. You're having some type of a problem. The doctor's job is to understand your problem and provide some type of a treatment. That could be something as simple as a medication, or it could be something much more complex like a surgical procedure. And there's many things in between. The way after you're treated, there, the healthcare system needs a way to measure did you improve or not. And there's different ways you can measure what we call our outcomes. One way you can measure an outcome is by, let's say, whether you had a complication after your surgical procedure, that would be an outcome that we would measure. Or maybe it's the findings on an x-ray. Um, but another way that you can measure an outcome is you just ask the customer directly. And this is actually how every other industry does it. You know, when you go get your car repaired, you'll usually get a survey about, you know, are you happy with your repair? Um, would you come back and, you know, and get serviced by us again? In healthcare, we call those patient-reported outcomes, where you act, ask the customer directly in the form of a survey, um, how satisfied are you with your care? What is your current quality of life? Tell us about your activities of daily living. Tell us about your goals. And were we able to achieve those by the treatment? And um, today, that field is actually in its infancy in healthcare. We've really only been collecting that data for, I would say, about the last 10 years in standard of care. In the research setting, so in clinical trials, we've been collecting it much longer. But it's really new to the healthcare provider today to use the patient's voice to actually determine treatment decisions. And that's where the paradigm shift is occurring. And talk us through, can you tell us where you think this, where you think the space is heading now? Like it, we're in 2023, give us your outlook. Sure, yeah, so, so healthcare is changing very rapidly in the United States. Um, there's a lot that's changing. First, technology is advancing very, very quickly in healthcare. So I've been in this field now, you know, maybe I'm new, but I've been here, you know, working in healthcare IT for probably the last eight years. And the industry as a whole is leaps and bounds improved. So everyone always used to joke healthcare is 10 years behind, you know, other sectors like Wall Street or like industrial manufacturing. Um, I actually think we're actually closing that gap very, very quickly. Um, so I don't believe that to be true anymore. Um, where healthcare is going is it's shifting into much more consumer centric of a model. Where patients have patients are consumers. They can make decisions where they go get their care. Uh, they can go get treated at you know this specialty practice or that specialty practice, and they have a choice. And the way consumers make choices is based upon uh, the experiences of other consumers. Think about shopping on Amazon. You're going to look at ratings to make your choices. You're going to do research. You're going to you're going to want to understand the price and the value that you perceive of the product, and then you're going to make your decision. That's where healthcare is going, uh, in my opinion. It's becoming much more consumer centric. Healthcare is also shifting very rapidly away from a fee for service model. And I know that this is a this is a hot topic in healthcare because a lot of our healthcare services are still fee for service. But I do believe this trend is accelerating into a shift towards value based care. So what does that mean? Value, first, to quantify value in healthcare, it's a very very simple equation. Value from the perspective of the patient is what outcome were you able to achieve in your treatment, but at what cost to achieve it. So being a value-based healthcare system, is, I believe, is good for all stakeholders. It's good for the patient because no one wants to get these very large medical bills. In, 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 in the kind of the, the secret that most people are aware of, not every patient has a good outcome. So we have to be very realistic 
that there's a lot that we can do to improve healthcare. But patients want to get good value out of their, their care and, and, the, and the money that they have to spend for their treatments. Providers, I believe, also benefit in the world of value-based care. Because what providers ultimately want is patients to have great outcomes. That's why they enter the field. They care about this immensely. That's why they, they sacrifice so much of their personal time to become experts in their craft. But they need a way to measure that um, value in a way that's fair for providers. And obviously, from the other stakeholders in this industry, whether it's the payers and so forth, it, it's obviously very much in their interest that there's a level playing field that we're all using the same measuring stick about how we pay for these services and how we measure success. So patient reported outcomes are a critical piece of that value equation. So where, where I see this whole industry is going is that ultimately it's gonna be more consumer centric in the future. The patient's voice is only going to increase uh, in terms of where they make their healthcare decisions about where they get care in the first place, but also in how providers are reimbursed for the treatments. It's going to be driven based upon outcomes as opposed to just performing services. Matt, can we can we shift focus now? Thank you for for sharing your your future outlook and then also giving us the current state as well. I'm glad we were able to do both. Can we talk a little bit about you've had some some really good updates and recent wins uh, via partnerships? Um, can we talk a little bit about some of those? Yeah, sure. So maybe you know I'll give a, a quick high level overview of Patient IQ as well. So um, Patient IQ, you know we're we're a healthcare software company. Um, we were founded in 2016. And we have this wonderful privilege where we now work with more than 300 health systems and practices across the United States. We work with thousands of healthcare providers, and we interact with about 3 million patients in the U.S. market every single day with our technology. So at our core, what we do is first, we're a technology business. We help the stakeholders in healthcare, whether it be hospitals, providers, or industry who we work with as well, we help them first quantify patient-reported outcomes. So collect that data in a very automated fashion and then derive insights from patient report outcomes, meaning when a patient is undergoing a treatment, we're going to measure this data before they're treated and also after their treatment so we can understand what leads to great outcomes. Because the critical part here is a very tight feedback loop. So we deliver technology solutions to help providers make more evidence-based decisions. So that core strength of ours um, has led to wonderful partnership opportunities. So I'll give one, one quick example. In, in the end of last year, in Q4 of 2022, we had this great opportunity to partner with the Academy of Orthopedic Surgery, the AAOS. So the AAOS was founded in 1933. This is a non-for-profit that has the mission to advance musculoskeletal care in the United States. So they've been around for a long time, and they have more than 30,000 39,000 orthopedic surgeons are their membership. So the AAOS mission um, is to advance the care of orthopedics. And some um, part of that mission is to ensure that orthopedic care is evidence-based. So to ensure that orthopedic care is evidence-based, they need to collect data. So most people are aware that the Europeans are very good at large registries, where any patient that gets, let's say, a knee or a hip replacement that's enrolled in a national registry. So they collect data so they know what treatments lead to the best outcomes and value for the patient. The United States had to catch up on this front. We weren't very good for many years on these large national registries. So to, to AAOS's credit, they saw this as a big opportunity for them to be the thought leadership 
for the field of orthopedics in the United States. And they started to take on that burden themselves of launching what they call the registry program. So the basis of our partnership with the AOS is to help them launch and grow the, the AOS fracture and trauma registry. So in day-to-day, -day, what that means is that if you, let's say, fall down and break your leg, you had, a, you had a trauma, you had a fracture. There's many ways to treat that trauma when you actually get to the hospital. There's many ways the doctor can treat you. What AOS wants is every patient that undergoes orthopedic fracture and trauma care, they want your data enrolled, of course, in a secure, de-identified manner in a national registry. So what we can do is we can learn about what treatments are most efficacious, and also we can then provide that feedback back to our providers so they can make better decisions for you the next time you, let's say, get hurt. And this is, um, it's a very exciting partnership because it allows us to expand our reach. We have a very big footprint in orthopedics today already, which is why we were selected as the partner in the first place and it aligns very well with our mission to provide insights, to better empower providers to practice data-driven medicine. And Matt, as we as we get ready to to wrap up, we usually right around fifteen minutes for these episodes. Can you tell us what's next for for you and Patient IQ that you're excited about? Yeah, so you know, Patient IQ is at this very exciting growth phase. Um, as I mentioned, that the, our company we founded it in 2016, and we're really finding um, that we're, we're delivering. Um, first, a platform that delivers incredibly powerful insights to our customers. So our primary customers are hospitals. It can be medical device companies, or it can be an industry partner like the AAOS. So what we're focusing on first is being a best-in-class technology platform to acquire and collect patient report outcomes data at scale, but more importantly, to derive insights that can help us move the industry forward. So the power of patient IQ comes into play with you, um, the power in numbers. So as I mentioned today, we're collecting data on about 3 million patients every single day. That's only going to increase in the future. And also in this last year, we onboarded more than 100 hospitals and practices. So we're growing exponentially. The one opportunity that we have is that across all these different providers, one provider might work at hospital A, another provider might work at hospital B. In the healthcare world today, while they both might treat a lot of patients, they have the same diagnosis, their data, no one collects it and normalizes it across those two hospitals. It's all siloed. What we're very excited about is we're, we're actually bringing all of this data up into the cloud where we can actually measure across thousands of providers, hundreds of hospitals, what treatment decisions lead to the best outcomes for patients. And then we're providing the feedback loop down to the providers at the point of care so they can actually improve over time. And that's, that's been our mission from day one. And we're excited just to keep investing in, in, in that in the future. Well, Matt, I want to thank you so much for, for being a guest on the Slice of Healthcare podcast, telling us about your background, the story behind Patient IQ, and then giving us both current state and, and future state predictions um, in, your, in your space. So really appreciate it. And hopefully we can have you come back again real soon. Jared, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it.